2: Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day?
1: I'm good. I think if you have any sort of podcasters who are in England at the moment, they're probably just all whinging about the fact that it's very, very warm and we can't really handle it as British people. So that's kind of, I'm completely uh topless and sweating my bits off it it really is a little bit too much at the moment though i have just redesigned just discovered um you know water you know I've, like when I've you meant, freeze yeah. water and make yeah yeah your water, I mean water and, yeah. and you freeze freeze water and put the frozen water in the water like ice cubes um <laughs> really cools down the water uh it's <laughs> it's delicious turns out it's, it's bloody delicious? delicious can't believe You're it eating yeah. water it yeah, well, just what? drinking water, cold water. I had no idea that it, that it was, uh, you know, I, I, I had no idea that it would be so refreshing. But yeah, turns out I don't have to drink Sprite all the time. <laughs> so, okay, I peak mm. discovering water, ladies and gentlemen.
2: It only took ah. three decades to discover the miracle of cold water. Delicious. I'm going to play hot weather top trumps, and I'm going to mm. one up you because I'm pretty sure it's hot right. here. It's about 38 degrees, but apparently it feels it feels like 44 degrees Celsius. Apparently on the weather, good, so close. Um, oh, and what have you got? What have you got?
1: Well, I think um, I think we're probably what's the weather, BBC. Let's see the BBC weather. I don't know Well, I mean, it's in the in the morning, so I mean, it's 34 at the moment, or it's going to okay, get no, to 34. It's that Jesus, that that's hot, for, the hot UK. For, for England. Yeah, very. It's sunny and, and, ge- no, and gentle breeze. I know. Yeah, awful. Yeah, exactly. At least you've got aircon, but I think it's going to start um, absolutely highing it down uh, later, later this week. So hopefully we can get it, get it all out of its system. Very good.
2: And while you've got your <laughs> cold, icy water, I've got an iced coffee, except 25 minutes ago it was a hot coffee. I just left it out and forgot about it. So if you want a cheap iced coffee, iced coffee <laughs> hacks, just, just make a hot yeah. coffee and forget about yeah. it for half an hour.
1: And It's just yeah. so refreshing. And, and if you and if you want the reverse, you could just kind of uh, do the exact leave reverse. It in the if, sun. You, if you get a cold coffee, leave it in the sun and it become hot. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Nothing worse no. than a
2: hot iced coffee. I uh, just got back from the supermarket. <laughs> Random story. Uh, just got back from the supermarket, and I don't know if you've ever been mm. in a Japanese supermarket, but they have this. They usually have like jazz music going or some ethereal Japanese instrument playing. It's like, it's like really relaxed. Pretty boring and dull was the people shuffle around with their shopping uh, in the supermarket today. For some reason, it was playing Enter the Sandman by Metallica. <laughs> and it was like, Exit, and there's just like old people just like very slowly moving along with a trolley. It was so surreal. I don't know who put on the playlist today. That's not what
1: you want on what is it, Marius Petit, one of the supermarket brands, Mario Petit or Marius Petit? I can't recall the Airbnb. Well, the Airbnb I used to stay, stay next to um, in uh, Shibuya always used to be, uh, I think it was a, Mar- I think it was called Marius Petit. I don't know Marius what? Petit. I'm typing it in. All right, Petit. Japan. Mm, I'm getting nothing today. I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. you oh, you <laughs> just made this up? There's no. I've never heard of a
2: supermarket called that. You've
1: been drinking something too much like ice that. water. It's, a, it's, a, it's too much ice water. It's got in my brain. I've got, um, <laughs> I've got some kind of fungus growing in my brain like a weird um, caterpillar. Those caterpillars that slowly go crazy.
2: I <laughs> oh, yeah. while I was at the supermarket, there's a lot of um, Obon lamps around at the moment. Do you remember what Obon is? It's the whole festival where uh, people welcome back their dead relatives, um, which sounds oh. rather crude and unpleasant, but actually it's just more a spiritual thing. And what you do is you like have lamps around. Actually, when we were in Kyoto, and we did the weird little things that we made. Remember that street with all the monsters and yes. stuff? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of yeah. the same sort of thing. And people hang mm. lan- lanterns everywhere to let the dead know where they're going and as they stumble around in the dark, which
1: sounds oh, really sinister. Um, yeah, well, that, that bit sounds really sinister and sad. You don't want to think about your granny stumbling around in the dark, do you? That's how she died <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> God. But, like, it's, it's,
2: it's cool. These these lamps going. And I wanted to buy one um, just because I didn't realise it was an Obon lamp. Um, and my mm. friend who I was with just pointed out, don't buy that. That's an Obon lamp. You're supposed to just have it to show the dead around. And it reminded me of a time when I was giving some money to a colleague for something or other, a work colleague, when I was a teacher, bought me Mm. something and I owed them, you know, three or 4,000 yen, about thirty, forty dollars dollars And in Japan, when you hand people money, you don't really do it in cash. You have to put it in an envelope and it's kind of a bit more formal. It's it's neat. It's professional. Mm. Put it in an envelope. I don't know if we don't think we do that in the UK. Um, (laughs) So I went to the convenience store and I snapped up an envelope and it had a nice pattern on it, a very nice decadent pattern and some words that I couldn't read. And I gave her the envelope the next day, and she like took a few steps back in shock, and she sort of gasped in horror. She was like, <gasps> "And it's the envelope you give people when all their family are dead." And she <laughs> was so shocked and horrified. Like I was, it was like a premonition. <laughs> is is Chris Sam Chris giving me this envelope uh, because all my family are dead or something? And she oh, was no. so horrified. She refused the envelope, and I had to. They just took the money out and just gave it to her in, in her hand.
1: But, uh, it sounds, like, be, you're, it sounds like you're just just abusing the dead, the Japanese dead. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> leave them alone. Let them rest. Christ, Chris. If I'm not abusing them
2: with lamps, it's, it's envelopes, envelopes for the dead. Yeah. So be careful if you get an envelope from, um, from 7-Eleven, any Chris convenience Brod, store, right? From Chris Broad. Or from me. <laughs> make sure it's a clear envelope, a brown envelope, and not a nice one with a purple pattern on.
0: And uh it <laughs> will
2: be fine. because yeah, she you know, they get very spiritual about those sort of things in Japan. Mm. Well, she she certainly was. And uh she told all of the, all of the hundred staff that we worked with how awful
1: I was. In a sort of <laughs> janky a- way. <laughs> like, you are holding a knife as well at the same time it's a letter opener <laughs> i was giving you a letter opener um is there um is there an argument to say that, like is there stuff like um you know when you're a kid you don't want to step on the crack because you make you break your mm-hmm. back sort of thing is there that kind yeah. of superstition about yeah all that stuff
2: yeah definitely absolutely and um <laughs> i guess going back to obom people do believe that their spirits come back they take it seriously right it's it's very serious and it's kind of fun and it's but there's there is that element of spirituality here. Um even though people aren't very religious and they're mm. if you ask most people, they're either agnostic or just, just they just don't believe in anything, right? Um but they have that spiritual element and it kind of it's kind of weird how it all works, to be honest. Like Riottore mm. doesn't believe in anything after you die, but he still believes that his relatives are in some sort of afterlife, I think, and he believes in yeah. praying at the shrine. So it's all rather confusing. But it's nice. Yeah. I think it's more Kind of just brings the family together, right? It's more of a family yeah. ceremony, um, but one that I've never partaken in because I don't have any family in. So I feel a bit left out <laughs> oh, when Obon put comes Put some ropes around. down, mate. Put some ropes down. Definitely. Definitely. Let's crack out the <laughs> Obon lamps. Now, you sent me an interesting news article this week, Pete, involving mm. your beloved Shibuya crossing. Uh, now, would you like to tell us scramble. what's so good about this news story?
1: Well, obviously um, Shibuya Crossing is one of the most famous uh, crossings in, in in the world. Uh, mm. It's incredibly busy. Um, it inspired the um, crosswalks of uh, Oxford Circus and, and, and countless other cities in in the world, where there's like a really busy part of um, of a town. They'll do like a, a kind of diagonal crossing instead of like a, a four way crossing. Uh, and I think uh, Shibuya Scramble Crossing was one of the first um, examples of this. And um, obviously, it's very iconic. You see it in a lot of video games. You see it in a lot of films. But the problem is there's a huge drawback to um, the actual location. Um, you know, it, you can't just clear out Shibuya Crossing for a lot of filming simply because it's actually really useful to get people from Shibuya Station out into Shinjuku or wherever they need to be. It's actually quite a useful thing. So if you have to stop at any point, it's completely impossible because you're know you you're literally stopping the movement of about 10,000 people within the space of about half an hour. So um, they've, a very enterprising um, company have set up a uh well an exact ratio 1 1 by 1 ratio version of shibuya scramble crossing in a like a like an outdoor kind of movie studio 50 miles away from tokyo uh you've got an exact rep- representation of what shibuya scramble crossing uh, looks like everything up to about the first or second floor of said shibuya <laughs> scramble uh, crossing and everything else is just obviously um, the green screen that you can put in your own elements afterwards. So maybe they provide them themselves. But I found it really fascinating that you could, for about eight or nine grand, you could rent um, Shibuya Scramble Crossing and just dick about well, in it for a bit. That's a fantastic idea.
2: Um, as you say, mm. about 10,000 people cross it every half hour and about 2.5 million cross it in a, any given day, making it mm. the world's busiest crossing. And there's, I can't imagine how difficult it is to film there. The only thing is, though, if you did rent it right... The reason people film at Shibuya Crossing, like Lost in Translation, where Scarlett Hansen's crossing the road and she's lost in all the people, is for the people, right? So mm. the, the setting, this it looks pretty impressive. And if you just type in Shibuya Scramble replica, you can find it online. Uh, $8,000 a day to rent it. But without the people, kind of loses some of the magic. So you'd also need to get <laughs> about 2,500 people. people to fit around <laughs> yeah. it because that is how many people typically cross it on every... Like every single crossing, every time the lights go green and people cross, it's about two hundred, about two thousand five hundred people. Where are you going to get those extras from? How are you going to do it?
1: Um, CGI them all. More CGI. CGI More CGI people. Just, just get the same person to walk across and just keep filming it and just do like (laughs) an over there shot every time. (laughs) because <laughs> I've, I've seen i've seen kids doing like uh, like one o'clock in the morning where it's well probably not one o'clock probably a bit later than that maybe four o'clock in the morning i've seen like kids um filming like skate videos there which is always always mm. a lot of fun um and, and they're just literally just waiting for the for the cars to stop and then they run in with their little muggy camera and their little skateboard and tricks <laughs> but the problem is they've only got a couple of seconds to do it in, and so obviously um it looks great, but um, you've really got to nail those tricks before the cars start coming or the people start walking. <laughs> it's all about timing. But I've seen
2: loads of people all do all sort of various things there. Like someone... It's not uncommon to see people just laying down the middle of the road to get like a cool selfie or people proposing <laughs> amidst the right. crossing, albeit with about 20 seconds to propose and then get out of the way before <laughs> they get run over by a sea of taxis. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. I mean, I... Had a phase where I absolutely could not stand Shibuya Crossing because it's just so overwhelming. But if you go at night around ten, eleven PM, it kind of dies down. It's quite, it's a pretty impressive mm-hmm. place. And recently, they've just stuck up like two brand new skyscrapers, uh, and one of them you get the best view of Tokyo from, overlooking the crossing. Uh, not that I've been up there, just a lot of people have told me it's good. Got to go up there. But it's mm-hmm. it's a magical place. What would you do if I gave you eight thousand dollars, which Let's face it, it, isn't going to happen anytime soon, Pete. If I gave you eight thousand dollars to shoot your very own film at this Shibuya crossing replica, what would you well,
1: do? Well, I well, they've only got. I think the replica only goes as so far as there's there's two obviously prominent statues in Shibuya mm. Scramble Crossing. One um, celebrating, I think, children, still a lot of kids like <laughs> yes. climbing on top of each other. Uh, reminiscent if you've ever been to uh, Oslo in Norway. Um, If you've ever been to um, one of the parks there, there's this uh, wonderful kind of park filled with um, men being attacked by babies, sort of like, imagine like babies are like eagles or, um, you know, like really aggressive birds. Um it's like that, but but they're all babies and they're attacking men and they're like the they're, they're throwing the men are like trying to throw the babies off, but the babies oh, are so God. tenacious and trying to attack them. It's horrible. <laughs> but it's fuck? a lot of fun. I forget the name of the, the park, but it's uh, it's very it's very fun. And it, it, and whenever anybody goes to Norway, whenever anybody goes to uh, Oslo, you always get a picture of that. But um yeah, What's I would um set about um and then and obviously the other um, the other um statue is um Hachiko. Uh, the dog, isn't it? Uh, Hachiko, Hachiko, the uh, the 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 Shiba Inuless <laughs> uh, dog, who waited for their owner, who, looked, uh, who waited for their owner for ages, the little kind of uh, the Griffey's Bobby of um, Shibuya, and um, yeah, That's I would though. smash that up with a big baseball bat. I would get, I would Aww, make my own, Pete. I would make my own, <laughs> smash Aww. it up.
2: That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Luckily, they don't have a replica there. From what I saw in no. the photos, they don't have one, so you can't smash yeah, it.
1: You, yeah, in 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 like, oh, the guide, you think there would be a Hachiko, but there isn't. There's just it just goes as far as. The, the 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 child statue but they've got like real working like escalators that goes down and oh they, mm. they've done a lovely job on it it, it looks the, the great thing about like you know Japanese craftsmanship is that they're very very observant and very they work really hard on getting things just right and and it's ideal for stuff like this because they've done a great job on it they must have Absolutely. to change it up all the time with like new adverts and stuff <laughs> yeah they, they've got the ticket gates as well, haven't they, for uh, Shibuya yeah. Station. So you can come out, mm. use the ticket gate,
2: walk around, then go down the escalator. You can do the whole thing. and You just have mm. to CGI in Hachiko the statue, and you're yeah. good to go, pretty much. Um, but obviously, yeah, you're right. It's really hard to film around there unless you go very early in the morning. And there was a video really? that went viral just this week, actually, of a Japanese YouTuber called Komazawa Isolation. It's a very intimidating YouTuber. <laughs> cool. It's way better than a in Japan. And better than your one. I don't even know what your YouTube channel name is anymore, Pete. What is it now? I can't remember mate. I can't changing it. it.
1: I think I, was, I think on. it was uh, I I review planes now
2: because that's what
1: I do. <laughs> I review planes now. It's
2: not as good it's as Kamazawa isolation. Um, no. But this chap, this chap, uh, he went around Shibuya at night, probably about one or two a.m. in the morning, when there was no trains running, because the mm. stations are shuttered, and he reenacted or kind of pulled off a very GTA-esque or Yakuza-style video game scene where he kind of goes around Shibuya Scramble looking for items and it's so well done. There's a camera behind him on a gimbal and it's the perfect Mm. distance, kind of giving a third-person perspective as he walks around and unlocks lockers and gets weird items out (laughs) of them, shoots someone in the face. He actually visits Hachiko the statue and touches it to receive the locker key. Uh, but it's so well done and it's racked up yeah. about a million views in the first few days have you
1: seen it i uh, have yeah it's all about the movement of the, the 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 main character obviously and i think it is based on something like yakuza because that's mm. because the the locker key and all that stuff is very yakuza y um as you are walking around and and just the just the uh just the, the gimbal work is just so video gaming and it's all i think done in one shot isn't it or maybe two two or three yeah shots. one continuous Either shot way, i think yeah, either way, it's 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 it, they've done a lovely job on it, and and the way that he kind of like walks and bangs into people, and you sort of you occasionally see people do like Skyrim versions and stuff, and they'll just be like about as long as a vine. But these guys have spent you know a good long time uh, trying to make this look as exactly like a video game, like a JRPG. It's really really good, really good.
2: And it's got a really kind of comical self-awareness. Like he keeps banging into objects and continuing to <laughs> yeah. walk and stuff. Uh, he kind yeah. of has a jerky sort of movement to him when he kind of turns the corner <laughs> and stuff. And he even uses a, uh, a box, just like Metal Gear Solid, when he's creeping up mm. behind someone to stalk them. Uh, he gets a cardboard box, which was either left there, just at the side of the road randomly, or they put it there which I'm thinking they did. And then he puts the box on and tracks him. But it's really funny. What I loved about it is there are actual just normal people either moping around or sitting at the side of the road. There's workmen. In the opening shot, yeah. there's two police who would like look really bewildered by what's going on. Um, and they kind of like gradually turn away from the camera because they don't want to be caught on on film. There's a guy who's like trying not to be sick randomly at the bus stop. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I wonder if he's an actor or actually just a real person. Probably mm. a real person. Probably know a real person. Shibuya Meltdown, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Expected.
2: So <laughs> it's really good. Um, to look this up, just type in, what, Japanese YouTuber video game Shibuya Station. It's everywhere at the moment. Yeah. You can't miss it, but it mm. is so well done. But, uh, yeah, job. if you want to get Shibuya Station to yourself, either pay 8,000 yen, sorry, $8,000, 8,000 yen would be a steal, $8,000 <laughs> and go 50 miles to Tochigi Prefecture to get it all to yourself. Or... Get the real thing at two a.m. and uh, that's free, but there's probably I'm lots sure of paperwork could... to fill out.
1: If I'm sure a you could form. buy. A, uh, I'm sure you could buy like a little toy version that you build yourself, like your little, um, like your little uh, <laughs> diorama you bought diorama. for like about sixty quid.
2: Shibuya scramble mm. diorama, that's the next level. But uh, yeah, Shibuya crossing, I might not like it, but it's a pretty magical place. And you've got to go there once. It is. Everyone goes there. Tourists constantly.
1: Everyone's constantly being sick at about one in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Jack Mate's Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me, but I, I know someone with everyone else's.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or... We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kids' banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We <laughs> yeah. had this teacher called Mr McGibbon and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it. And one of the kids shouted, it's not your wife, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods.
0: Jack Mate's Happy
2: Hour is a Stikarol production. And now we turn our attention to the facts machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson?
1: Oh, thanks, listeners, for getting involved. Uh, we got an email from uh, Adam. Uh, from Liverpool. He says hi Chris and the other bloke. Little bit rude. Oh, I have been having God. I have <laughs> I have been having Japanese from a very cool guy named Taku from the last few months. He sends me back to Japan <laughs> but we still chat and have lessons via Zoom. Oh he means like he's been having Japanese lessons. So Presumably. Adam from Liverpool <laughs> give it getting all chippy about, about, you know, me being the other bloke. <laughs> At least I didn't wrote, wrote, write my emails correctly. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't. I frequently don't. It's too hot for that kind of behavior. But he asked me what I'd been doing over the last week, and I'd been, I had been. explained I'd been playing Ghost of Tsushima. A cracking game, by the way, if you haven't played it. I rambled on for several minutes, explaining this concept of the game in, involving uh, invading Mongols, uh, dramatic duels, etc. Taku, <laughs> Taku looked very confused, and uh, only looked more so as I continued. When I finished, he was uh, quiet for a moment, and then asked about... The goats of Tsushima, like the animal. He thought I'd said goats of Chish- Tsushima. Uh, has this ever happened to you guys, either Japanese or English? Cheers, Adam.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. I love that. I love this guy, Adam, just explaining goats of Tsushima for like half an hour. And then and then Taku just goes, eh? goats of Tsushima, like the animal. Uh, brilliant. But uh, goats of Tsushima.
1: I imagine yeah. that could be a good follow-up to the actual film. Prop- Maybe there are was... goats in. I mean, I mean, no doubt there was that goat simulator, obviously game that uh, that, that that was very popular for a while, uh, thanks to some YouTube oh, yeah. streamers. But uh, yeah, maybe someone I... will patch it in once it gets a PC conversion. Yeah,
2: Ghost of Tsushima upgrade. Um, I've yet to play it. I still haven't played it. Have you? Mm. Uh,
1: I I I've been moving house. So I've been dicking about. I've just not rubbish excuse. Look at any. <laughs> When, when it gets on the Switch in a cut-down version, uh, and it looks like a piece of shit, I'll, uh, I'll probably play it then on my commute in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Switch.
2: It is quite good, though. It's the only way. I, It is. We did get another inquiry, someone asking how to pronounce how to pronounce Tsushima. And uh, it's kind of like tsu, 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 Tsushima. tsushima. Right? There's a subtle difference between Tsushima and Tsushima. Just mm. enunciate the T, Tsu. Tsushima, and that's the key.
1: I can't sit in the morning. I, I really can't sit anything in the morning, so this is like oh. an absolute nightmare for me. You've been up all day drinking coffee, cold and hot at various <laughs> times of the day, and I've just woken up, and it's Tsushima. <laughs> you got to read really three yourself into it. Yeah. Well,
2: it's difficult when you're saying goats, goats of Tsushima. It's like a tongue twister, isn't it? Say that three times. <laughs> goats of Tsushima, goats of Tsushima. Goats of Tsushima.
1: Lovely. Lovely. Um,
2: Hello, Chris and Pete. I'm writing in to tell a story about my trip to Japan in spring 2018. Hmm. While there, I visited Yoyogi Park and witnessed these bizarre old men putting on some sort of organised dance routine. They were all probably in their late 50s and early 60s wearing full black suits and fedoras and were doing some sort of dance where they were snapping their fingers in rhythm and running around a paved area of the park. They were playing some music on a small boombox and there was only 15 people watching. I'm not sure what this was supposed. To be. <laughs> I'm not sure what this was supposed to be. Any ideas on who they were and what they do? Is this a fun new way for Japan's elderly? <laughs> I don't know why I find this I think, so ridiculous. I'm picturing. I don't think it Michael,
1: uh, Michael is Michael is impressed by any of these old men. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I don't think he's very <laughs> impressed by the, the, these guys well, just it... enjoying their, their retirement.
2: He ends the email, uh, is this a fun new way for Japan's elderly population to to spend their retirement? Or is this just a sad cry for help? Many thanks, Michael from Ohio. Um, I don't know, just maybe (laughs) some... I don't know, some old folks broke out of a van well, and just so, broke into your Yogi. So so, so
1: you you've seen these guys before, surely. I mean he's clearly talking Me? about like the teddy boys. Yeah, they're, they're they're famous in New Yorkie Park for like these teddy boys that just do um rock and roll dancing. They've all got big quiffs and they all wear like um sort of denim jackets and they do and leather jackets and they do like kind of um kind of timey dancing, like kind of rock and roll dancing. Um, well, and they've been doing it for years. They've been in it's been in every like music video that's ever been set in Japan. Um, these 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 guys doing little dance dance. They're they're uh, they're really? pretty well known. But yeah, but you, I can never figure out if, if you're trying to show your friends them, I can never figure out what day they do it. Because um, if you walk through on a on a Friday, they're usually not there. So I think it's probably like a Saturday. Um, if you walk in, it's the east exit, I think, of Yogi, sort of on the way to Harajuku. Um, the, the, there's these guys, and they're always just fucking doing. <laughs> wacky dancing um but i don't I think michael sounds particularly impressed by him <laughs> i think he not. finds the i think he finds the idea of the older generation expressing themselves absolutely abhorrent
2: <laughs> I, I don't know what i found funnier michael's retelling of the story or just his like disapproval just the sheer yeah. disapproval really of his dancing like by it. these 50 year old people i <laughs> i mean I, while i've never seen them i'm not surprised like if you go to yoyogi park it's an amazing place it's like a microcosm mm. Of all of Beautiful. Tokyo in a park, and there's just people dancing, people rolling around on some grass. It's amazing. It's a really a magical place. Um, and we were there last time I saw you. Actually, the last time I saw you, I think we were there, mm. weren't we? We were doing uh, something.
1: Did, maybe, maybe time before we we did some uh, on on. Uh, we we miked ourselves up and we strolled around Yogi Park and uh, Shibuya around the Love Hotel District, and we uh, oh, and yeah. we ended up near a near a little dog walking. Uh, there was a little kind of paddock for dogs. And just looked at all little little Japanese dogs running around. Good memory. that, That that was absolute heaven for me.
2: I'm impressed by your memory. I just remember you were see, sleeping on a bench. Just remember you
1: laying <laughs> down on a bench like
2: in Yogi Park in the sun. That's my resounding it's what, memory. It's isn't?
1: very, very warm and very, very sleepy going to Japan, isn't it? And and uh, <laughs> I quite like the fact that you'll you'll make, like, like I've 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 had so many sort of different situations like just walking by myself through Yoyogi Park. You'll see like a couple of lasses doing like dance moves with the ghetto mm, blaster mm. next to the fountains and, and 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 the and the little lake they've got there. You'll see. I saw a block. Um, it was like something of like fucking Zelda, just a guy playing like a little pickle, um, by himself, an old block, And, you know, it's just, it's the sort of thing, like, if you walk through a park in London, you'll see a man with his fucking top off. Um, uh, Probably you. It's going to be you, <laughs> Drinking cider and shouting at his friends. You see a bloke. With a guitar, probably playing some Oasis. Sounds like the British <laughs> dream. The British dream. And there'll be people. And there'll be people, people, people playing fucking ultimate frisbee, the worst <laughs> game in the world. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs>
2: got one from Ronan in Melbourne. I'm going to let you read that while I drink the remaining the remaining bit of my ice-hot
1: The coffee. remaining? Well, it's not working, <laughs> is it? Uh, hi, Chris <laughs> and Pete. This is uh, from Ronan uh, from Melbourne, Australia. Um, I decided a few months ago that I was going to sign up for the Jet program when I finished a bachelor's in marketing four years from now. In order to get a head start, on my Japanese learning ahead of time. Good on you, uh, Ronan. I followed a bunch of videos from Chris and bought Genki 1 and Genki 2, uh, along with Remembering the Kanji. However, I found a bit of uh, a I find it difficult to retain the information from the textbook and also to stay motivated. So my question is, how did you two uh, go about studying those books? Um, I didn't study any of those books, Ron. I can barely speak any words, uh, but Chris certainly does. Uh, Or if you didn't use them, how would you go about retaining the information from textbooks? Would you study like a chapter a week? Or uh, how long did you study a week for it? I'm also curious. As a huge Pokemon fan, I'm wondering what the um, Pokemon culture is like in Japan. How popular does it seem to to be? I heard rumors of uh, Geodude as a mascot got in a city at one point keep up the amazing work uh listen to your podcast always puts a smile on my face and makes a bad day good run well i hope you are having more good days than bad uh at the moment um do you want to start with the um how do you retain information just, or it's uh greedy that is it's just like it's a, two or three well, questions in one row two or three questions isn't it or the pokemon stuff
2: i mean I, i'll 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 guess i'll answer both i mean the pokemon geo dude
1: he's like a rock isn't he He's
2: like a rock... I, d- I don't know. Is
1: it like a... Oh, right. Okay. Yes. I was watching um, Fantastic Four. Um, I'm not a big superhero kind of film. Um, film guy, but the fa- is the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four. And there's one of them that's a big rock man there, isn't there? Um, and I just felt... I was watching the film with Jessica Alba, and I literally didn't know any other actor there. Um, <laughs> God knows who was under that rock um, costume, but it just looked bloody miserable. <laughs> So can you imagine sort of having to wear that every like spend five hours in makeup before you get to set? Ugh, God!
2: I think Gross. in the sequel, which I didn't really watch, I, well, I watched a bit of it. it was awful. They uh, they just had CGI, which was considerably easier, I imagine.
1: Oh well, Actually, he was just he was a CGI, right? Okay, yeah, because they did this Fantastic
2: one, they were... Four twice in a row. Right, uh, they had like a they uh... re, tried to redo it, but no one cared again for the second time. And I think <laughs> no they just gave up. But yeah, the one you watched, it's a guy in a costume, and the one I saw, yeah. it's a CGI, it's a CGI because it's easier than oh, a guy interesting. In a rock costume, isn't it? Um, well, they were, they were kicking dude, off, in,
1: they were kicking off in Shanghai and all that. <laughs> as for Geo dude,
2: he's just a rock with fists. That's what I remember, right. And, I think he was briefly the mascot in Iwate because Iwate literally means that the prefecture of Iwate literally rock means hands. rock hands in Japanese. <laughs> rock hands that sounds broken, does not it? <laughs> rock hands. Um, Pretty cool. As as for memorizing Japanese, I mean that's a big question. I just read the books and then I studied. them. Would you study a chapter a week, or how long did you study a week for it? I just did one chapter a week, really.
1: Uh, that, that's that's all there is to it. It's going people to be so often... much easier when you get out there, isn't it? It's so Absolutely. much easier to I mean, do when you get
2: there. there's People often wonder if there's like a secret to, to learning Japanese. There's no secret. You have to sit in a room for incredible amounts of time and study really <laughs> bloody hard. And for my first year in Japan, I did that. Like, there was barely any memories of my first year of having fun. It was just me in a room, often alone in the evening, going through Genki 1, Genki 2, remembering the Kanji textbook and just studying like crazy. And that is how I did it. And all those moments of free time when I was studying, when I was um, teaching, rather, uh, I, when I was at my desk, I was just studying. So that's all there is to it, I'm afraid, Ronan. There's no shortcut. But Genki 1 and Genki 2 are a good start. And remembering the kanji is invaluable. So get on with it. Or, or you can do the Pete Donaldson method, get some words, put them in your shower, and, and read them <laughs> as you shower every morning. Right, Pete? The
1: secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always forget the word hon for book. So that's that's and that's a really easy one, but um, I think I uh, I think I put that in my shower last week. Hon, there you go. Hon,
2: invaluable learning techniques with p mm. Exactly, well, it blummin worked. It blummin worked. <laughs> we have got one from Luke uh, in Beverly, UK. Where's Beverly? I've
1: never heard of Beverly. Do you know? I don't know actually. It sounds no, not not a bloody clue.
2: If you know where Beverly is, let us know. Send send, it, send it a Just message. Just Google it. I'm not going to Google it. I'm not
1: Why would you want those emails? It's a I waste of time. I want them.
2: Hi, <laughs> right, Chris and Pete. I love the show and the YouTube channel. Thank you very much, Luke. Me and my partner, Anna, visited Japan in 2017 and had the trip of a lifetime. But it was one experience that still confuses me. On the night of our arrival, we dropped our bags at the Airbnb and looked for the closest place to eat. McDonald's it was. Uh, don't judge us. We were jet lagged and lost. It was about ten PM and we were walking through a quiet part of Shinjuku when a businessman started shouting at me. He didn't speak English and I couldn't speak Japanese, other than nani, which means what? He clearly wanted <laughs> to fight and we oh God, he clearly wanted to fight and we had to walk into a family mall and wait for him to leave. I'm not sure what we did to upset him. Was it because I was chewing gum or wearing glasses, or because we were holding hands, or was he just a big weirdo? Everyone else we met was extremely friendly. And we had a brilliant experience. Uh, keep up the good work. Luke from Beverly. Where's Beverly, Luke? I want to know. And that mm. is basically the story of a drunkard that you met in Shinjuki, to be honest, Luke. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that's the reason. There's no rule against chewing gum or wearing glasses. Holding hands <laughs> is uncommon, but that is not a reason to get shouted at by a big weirdo. He's just a drunkard, no.
1: let's face it. Maybe you wanted to know where Beverly was. Um, was, <laughs> and you couldn't tell him, so he was like uh, really angry. <laughs> <laughs> just some angry
2: Japanese bloke. Um, yeah, that, that's all there is to it. There's a lot of drunkards in Shinjiki, so don't be surprised. I'm glad everyone else who was extremely unfriendly made up for that. Imagine that, though. <laughs> You've just arrived in Japan for the trip of a lifetime. You're tired, you're jet-lagged, you're lost. <laughs> you're trying to get in the moment, you've just had a Big Mac and some Mm. man just comes up to you and starts shouting at you. How (laughs) rubbish would that be?
1: (laughs) Doesn't happen to me, luckily. It's a rare thing. No. Mm. Um, Got an email from Alison from the good old US of A, getting less good old by the second, as a lot of places are. Hello, Peter, of course. Hello, Master Chris Broadford, the Esquire. Uh, I don't care if you qualified for that title or not. Chris deserves a nice title for once. He does indeed. If you could have one question answered in its entirety, regardless of anything, almost like asking a genie or something, and the answer would be provided to be 100% true, what would you ask? Um, is that towards like Japan or just just generally kind of just what would you ask? Why would like just in general? What, what question would you ask? That's a tough one. It uh, is, isn't it?
2: Oh fuck! I don't know. How can I get more subscribers on YouTube? Is that? I mean, brilliant. I mean, sad,
1: yeah, but I mean that is sad. <laughs> that's but very also, sad. I mean, it's very sad, and also like you, you selected this email, so you should have <laughs> had to reply.
2: I would say. <laughs> what are i just be like genie what are the lottery numbers tomorrow and that is perfect the boring level i would do because every other question you can answer on google these days apart from where beverly mm. is
1: i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't five poons on the uh, on the set for life lottery uh, competition yesterday thank you very much five english pounds. <laughs> what is set for life what's that I think it's like it's just another lottery game uh, by Uh, the National Lottery in the UK where they give you ten grand a month. Uh, No, it's well, no, you you pick numbers still, but you um, yeah, yeah. I've 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 got quite a good record in that I'll win the odd five or tenner every now and again because literally. Go on. Literally my, go on. My plan, literally, my my plan for um, success in life is winning the lottery. Um, I, I'm sort of factoring in in everything that I do. Um, if I've got much money at, at any point in my life, I'd sort of go, don't worry, Pete. At some point, you will probably win the lottery. Um, and a lot of <laughs> other people around me think that's no way to have a business plan for the rest of your life. But, I, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, what I'm saying. I mean, it's pretty desperate. Pretty desperate, Pete. <laughs> I remember... The first
2: time I bought a lottery ticket when I was legally able to, is it 16 or 18? I can't remember. I think it's 18. I think it's 18. I think it's 18. I remember buying mm. one and I was absolutely certain I was going to win it for some weird reason. <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely going to win this. This is going to be the turning point. Yeah. And I banked a lot on that lottery ticket. I thought I was going to win and then I didn't win, got very angry, and I've never played the lottery since. But I do buy scratch cards occasionally.
1: They're a bit of fun, aren't they? Oh, do you? Do you buy buy them in uh, now? Because you sometimes see those little kiosks in Japan and I sort of go, it doesn't matter what, if I got involved and Got One, I wouldn't be able to claim any of this money, so why would I bother? Why would I bother? Yeah. I mean, it's it's
2: probably not a good thing to get addicted to, like any gambling. No. We're not endorsing gambling or scratch cards. Don't do it. But do be sure to spend your £5 winnings on the frozen water you so sorely deserve,:
1: <laughs> it's so delicious. Yeah, um, it, And Alison just goes up to say, thank you for the podcast. I'm supposed to be going to uh, Japan in late April, but uh, COVID and I'm uh, but COVID may very well be a factor, so uh, hopefully uh, Alison can get out there next next April. I just hope everyone to get back to normal a little bit. Yeah,
2: Fingers crossed. We'll Tell keep you. you guys updated on any COVID developments in Japan when they do open the gates and let foreigners both in and out okay. of Japan again. We'll be the first to let you know. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week, but it's not next week, is it? Because it'll be in like no, three days not. now. It's Sunday, we'll mate. Back on Sunday. Sunday. We'll be back on Sunday to do it all over again, guys. But for <laughs> now, enjoy what's left of, of, of your week or enjoy what's left of your week. <laughs> This
1: coffee. Yes, now you're breaking down. Now you're Drug breaking coffee. down. I'm really tired because I'm just walking up. You're really tired because you're going to bed. Love it. Drug coffee. We'll this see you hate, though on man. Sunday,
2: guys. Stay safe. Don't get overheated like Pete. Stay indoors. Have fun. <laughs> Bye, <laughs>